1: and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Well, if you wanted to get a bit of a glimpse as to what life would be like with 87,000... IRS agents? You saw it last night with the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago former President Donald Trump's Florida residence. He said his property was under siege. Now, all right, to do this, you got to have a warrant. And I sent Rhino... Some video, if you got it there. I, I I thought it would be appropriate to kick the show off with uh, Judge Napolitano explaining the legal procedure and the process here for obtaining such a warrant. If we can get that thing to load, I think it would provide kind of a good level set. This is ridiculous, and here's what I think: this warrant should be made public today. I think Americans deserve to see what the heck is in this warrant and what
2: it's all about. You got it? Here we go. Listen. Earlier today, scores of FBI agents broke into the home of former President Donald Trump in Palm Beach, Florida, commonly known as Mar-a-Lago, while the president was here in New Jersey playing golf at his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey. The president is, a former president is curious, furious at this, and I'll read you his statement, which is a long one, but it's important no matter which side of this you're on. Former President Trump is, of course, under investigation in several criminal matters. But let me tell you how the only way that this one could have come about. In order for a former president to be the subject of a search warrant, a number of things must happen. First, the Attorney General himself, in this case, Merrick Garland, the sitting U.S. Attorney General, would have to approve the application for a search warrant. And then a federal prosecutor and two FBI agents, two as a minimum, would have to appear before a federal judge. In this case, it is probably a federal judge sitting in what's known as the Southern District of Florida, headquartered in Miami the FBI agents would then have to explain under oath in a private secret meeting with the federal judge, with the judge's staff there and with the uh, federal prosecutor there, but with no one there from the former president's side. This is the way search warrants work. And the FBI agents would have to demonstrate to a federal judge probable cause. That means that it is more likely than not that the place to be searched or the thing to be seized was evidence of a federal crime. And if these FBI agents failed to persuade the federal judge that whatever they wanted to take from former President Trump's home was evidence of a federal crime, in theory, the judge would not sign the warrant. And if they did persuade him that whatever was in the former president's home, then he would sign the warrant. In this case, he or she, we don't know who yet, signed a search warrant.
1: I think the American people deserve to know, they deserve to see the warrant itself. That is not confidential information. Americans deserve to see it. We need to see what's going on here. If it is true that all they're looking for are documents, documents that requires, that justifies... 30 FBI agents raiding a home? Really? That, that seems extreme. I mean, if in fact there's some sort of confidential documents, classified documents, in the president's possession that are in his home, and if for some reason that's a violation of the law... Okay, let's figure out what needs to happen there. Maybe they need to be restored to a more secure place. I don't know. But if that's it, how in the world can you pass the reasonable test to send 30 FBI agents? Well, you know why. Because the goal is, through any means possible to ensure Donald Trump doesn't run for president again. Period. That's what I don't understand right now. They're, the media's heralding what a huge week it was for Biden last week, right? Unbelievable victories. We touched on it a bit yesterday. By the way, Biden, I looked for the a video clip of it. I couldn't find it, but... Um, Anyhow, I saw him interviewed about the Inflation Reduction Act, a.k.a. Inflation Creation Act. This is what he said. Oh, yeah, next month, Americans are going to be sitting around their kitchen tables talking about how they can now pay their bills. I kid you not. This guy's clueless. Clueless. Huh? Huh? How's
3: that? Why is that? He doesn't know where he is, let alone how to run the country.
1: Did you see him trying to put his jacket on? I mean, again, I, I'm not trying to...
3: Or did, forgetting that he already shook Chuck Schumer's hand. Yeah, that too.
1: Again, you, you, um, I really hesitate to condemn or demean a, a person for something so trite. But you're the President of the United States, man. And, uh, again, I blame it on the people that shoehorned him into this gig. Poor guy couldn't put his jacket on yesterday. Stepped off, I believe, Marine One, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, his wife. Look, it could happen to any of us, but you're the president! He just looked so frail, so feeble, so inept. And it, again, if it were an occasional thing, you could overlook it. But it's continuous. And it just doesn't look good. It just doesn't. <sighs> but 30 FBI agents? Seems a little extreme. Looking for documents? So the reports suggest that indicate that they did find some documents. Bock took some boxes. That's what. That's the latest I heard. There's been nothing beyond that. The FBI has not really been talking about it. Nancy Pelosi, however, speaker of the house over there, she did speak up, and she said, in her reaction to the FBI raid on Trump's resort, said authorities had justification, and that. Nobody is above the law. That's what she said. Uh, she says she doesn't have any insider information. She expects that authorities must have justification. All I know all I know about that is what huh? she didn't doesn't even make any sense here, but this is a direct quote. All I know about that is what is in the public domain. That's what she said. Okay. I was surprised that it flashed on my phone last evening, the speaker continues. So I don't really have too much to say, except that to have a visit like that, you need a warrant. Oh, nothing gets by <laughs> I said So, again, I it, Trump says he's been cooperating. He said... Uh, the purpose of for the raid, from what they said, was because the National Archives wanted to corroborate whether or not Donald Trump had any documents in his possession. That's what Eric Trump reported. That was his statement. But he goes on to say that President Trump, this is from Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob. On CNN last night, President Trump and his legal team have been cooperative with FBI and DOJ officials every step of the way. The FBI did conduct an unannounced raid and seized paper. That's what Trump's attorney said. So, I mean, if were they defying subpoenas uh, for documents or to appear? for a deposition or any other legal proceedings? Were they in contempt of any of those orders? I, I mean, I could kind of halfway get that. But can't you just call them on the phone and say, look, we need some documents? What what scares me about this, it's not him. It's not him, folks, they're after. It's us, I promise. He, He's just a symbol for it. It is us, 87,000 IRS agents And I'll tell you why I think they're coming after us. We got Jeff Good coming in the studio next. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Wednesday, showers in the forecast, partly sunny, high near 88. And a look to Thursday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
5: Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can.
6: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life.
8: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland for personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. They help you get your life back. At
9: Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra car batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com
7: month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with huge savings to you at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. Nothing is more American than saving big on your next new vehicle, and we have a great selection of Mitsubishis to choose from. Right now, pay only two forty-nine dollars per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just two forty-nine dollars per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring your trade. We'll get a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 100% credit approval is our number one goal no matter your past credit history. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue and say big while doing so all month long at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi Mirage, 10% down, 2.97 for 72 months. You'll be able approval.
10: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard. Garrett. What? What? This
2: yeah. is so awesome.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Woo!
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays. We are live today in the Element Wealth Studios. Gerard and Rhino, we welcome to the Element Wealth Studios, Jeff Good, president of Bene.
9: Restaurant Management Group, Jeff. Good to have you on the program. You know, you say that better than anyone else. No way. <laughs> I'm telling you, nobody can say bene and you just said it. That's you're the, supposed to
1: have a little different
9: accent. Yeah, you're well traveled, Gerard. You're well, well traveled. No, okay. That is Italian for good eating. Correct. So, yeah. There
1: you go. Well, I have Italian uh, heritage in my background, so uh, I don't know, but I don't speak the language. My father did, and this oh. was. was uh, Pretty fluid in it, and uh, did, his, I,
9: did his father come overseas, or did, so did, how do did you trace back? On his mother's side, uh, sure did. His
1: name was Mangiaracini. Oh, uh, by say the way. no, say no more. Yeah, uh, in New Orleans, my father, uh, born and raised, oh, and right grew now. up in New Orleans. before he moved to Mississippi in the early fifties, but uh, still had very strong. And we did the whole DNA um, and ancestry check, and it's it's. Um, Portugal, Gibbert is actually a Portuguese name right. we learned. Right. Uh, but on the, his mother's side is which is pretty un, unmistakable for that's Palermo is where uh, the family hailed from. So uh, the the uh, my great grandfather was um, compelled to go into the seminary, which is what the way it worked back then. You're going to go be a Catholic mm-hmm. priest, right? Mm-hmm. You just went off, but. The, he didn't want to, but the good news is that was your ticket to getting an education, and uh, that yeah. a lot of folks, of course, weren't able to go to college, right. and so he got an education, spoke a number of languages as a result, came over to this country, uh, escaped the seminary essentially like some of them did, just got on a boat and immigrated over and set up shop in New Orleans, there. But we didn't, we didn't want to talk about my heritage. Well, but, ladies uh, <laughs> and gentlemen,
9: you're welcome uh, here on Jeff Good's Hour, and exactly. it's the What You Didn't Know uh, About Your Host. Uh, well, well, we got time. We're so glad
1: to have you. <laughs> you, of course, are a very highly respected and successful restaurateur, entrepreneur. Uh, uh, you're well known. Your, your operations are, are fantastic. I have been a frequent patron. Uh, both inside and also, you know, you've catered lots of yes, events sir. at my house, and we're yes, always fantastic. Yeah. Stephen does great. a great
9: job, doesn't he? Fantastic, He's the best in the business.
1: Food is great, the Thank service you. is great, everything's fantastic, and uh, sure, we'll continue uh, to Thank to you. to um, patronize. So appreciate that. But it's kind of hard to operate when you don't have good water. <laughs> what about that?
9: Yeah, it is. Um, so uh, thanks for having me out, and. Um, my partner and I have been at this now for a little over twenty eight years so almost twenty nine years april April will be twenty nine years for bravo um, yeah. and I remember years ago the first time there was a water main break that happened that w- that took down um, the neighborhood around Bravo Highland village this yeah. was this was f- Twenty years ago, and it was a momentous moment, and the press was going crazy. And we had, you know, we, we, we had a, um, a cadre of folks that reached out to us and and did some shots in the restaurant, just about how unique this was to have to operate under a boil water notice. Fast forward twenty years, and unfortunately, um, we're too good at this. Um, I was talking to my manager just before coming over here, Katie uh, Leach, over at Broad Street. And we could do this blindfolded uh, because the the frequency of the boil water situation um, is is just so um, it's so often that our practices we, we, we keep supplies in 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 the storage room. We have an offsite storage room that we keep things in. We have the vendor relationships to bring the products in. So when we get the notice, um, we go into battle mode now. That's how I survive. And restaurateurs, we're scrappy folks. We we can take two nickels, rub them together, and make a quarter. That's the the joke in our industry because we need to. It's a it's a it's a low margin, high high stress environment. Our problem here in Jackson is that that the overall infrastructure, as we all know, is um, is in incredibly you know damaged condition. It's a hundred year old core city, um, and the combination of yazoo clay, lack of maintenance, and other things have led to a lot of water main breaks, things like that that's part of our life and is going to be that for the rest of our lives we're going to have water main breaks and dried water main breaks are not a big deal because when a when a line breaks, you lose pressure, and so the reason you go into boil water is when you lose pressure, much like um a hose in the yard if you turn your hose off water will suck back a little bit mm-hmm. the vacuum mm-hmm. that's what happens when you lose pressure in a water system so the pipes mm. suck groundwater in and that's gotcha. where you can get contaminants yeah. so they want to a don't drink the water b fix the break so turn off the water they you know they put in within 24 hours the city of Jackson does an amazing job of fixing line breaks and then one, two, three days after the line break, um, they'll be they'll, they'll flush the water, they'll run tests, and they'll clear the water, and we we go again. That's part of life, and it happens once in a while, maybe you know every six, nine, twelve months, and that stinks, but you know that's a lot better than a citywide boil water notice, where the plant at the Ross Barnett Reservoir fails, and that it, it we've seen it fail over the past decade for pumps going down electrical fire misdosing of chemicals freezing of the membranes during the freeze and right now because of turbidity levels which which have to do with the chemical process etc but a city-wide boil water notice means that every single connection on the city cannot drink their water we do not have potable water and this is going on and on and on and there's a huge amount of finger pointing and and it's it's difficult in our city oftentimes To to get to the root of what things are and to move forward, and what worries restaurants are simply saying is this: We had 46 of us stand up yesterday, presented a letter to the city, county, and state, and simply said this: It's a crisis. It's a it's a public health crisis. Somebody is going to get hurt here. You know, in in other communities, it's taken dysentery or cholera to come forth before somebody you know Mm. does something. Whatever is happening between the EPA, the state, the county, and the city politics, money, processes, all of those things. Everything plays a part. Regulation, what does it take to get everyone at the table to do their part to figure this out? And it isn't always about money. So it's not just about the state, you know, plea, you know, a lot of Jacksonians say the state needs to give us more money. That's not always that's the answer is what do we need to do to band resources together to solve this problem once and for all because my god, the state capitol is here and all the state offices are here and while you and I are talking and I'm drinking my super talk water here <laughs> folks are downtown at the at the sillers building doing the same thing yeah so how long has the city been under a boil water alert notice? the current one started friday night at 7:30 when the state department of health um, uh, sounded the alarm because the turbidity levels of the plant exceeded the levels and so they put in the boil water this comes on the heels of the one that was the 3rd week of June yeah, which lasted 2 weeks which was for a mechanical failure and then the turbidity level two weeks, yeah. and turbidity just shows the solids in the water the the filtration chemical process is releasing more solids than it's supposed to okay and solids can carry bacteria I, yeah uh, you know, and
1: as, as we know, there are a lot of folks who live within the city limits Surely. that rely on the city's water. Yeah. And, Looking at one right here. But um, it's fair to say, though, Jeff, you, you can sort of affo- afford to uh, to deal
9: with it. There are a lot of people that can't, and I—I I mean, yeah. I'm just saying so that. The that unfortunate they, thing is, my wife goes to Costco, and we give our money to yeah, Madison I, County I to I get know. all the all the water we can to, to come in here. But there's the the the, the least of us in the city, constantly are 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 hammered with um, uh, the ills of, of being a poor city. I mean, right. it, it is hard to be a poor city, and the work that I've always tried to do in the marketplace is is trying to be sensitive to my my place and my my privilege, and being able to try to. to to do what I think is good for the the greater good. No doubt. You have. I'm highly concerned about the the economics for my industry. And after really spending a week, I was very frustrated Friday night. It was 1.30 at night. We had not gotten um, any notice from the city. There was a communication issue. I learned out from customers and social media we're on a boil water notice. And it was 1.30 at night. I wrote a Facebook post, which is very unlike me to do something frustrated. But from that moment to today, I've had... Dozens of conversations, and I know of a few restaurants that are not going to re-sign their leases. Right. Uh, and we don't own our business. So one of the most important things I understand about restaurants is we don't own our property. Very few restaurants yeah. own their building. Sure. So when it comes time to, to to renew your lease, you look forward and you say, what's the market look like? What's the potential, et cetera? Well, there's this whole new thing. How many days am I going to be closed? Because last year, Gerard, (laughs) I was closed 21 days at Salamuki's and 21 days at Broad Street in February. 21 days we were closed. How I held on to my employees is my secret sauce. You know, how I do these things, how I made it through COVID, how I, how I engage and how I lead, guide, and direct, how I keep the, the, the trains running. But I'm exhausted. I'm 58.
1: Let's um, tired. You, you got time to hang around? Yeah, we'll continue this conversation after the break. We've got uh, Jeff Good, president of Mangia Bene. Restaurant Management Group operates several restaurants in the city of Jackson and uh, outside as well. But we'll come right back after this break.
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
15: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit Two com for a free no obligation estimate.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Jones County homeowner was forced to defend himself against a man that was trying to break into his home Monday. Carl Smith of seminary had broken a window and was walking toward the armed homeowner who told him to stop. When he didn't, police say he fired around and struck Smith in the right arm, then held him until police arrived. Smith's bond has been revoked because he was already out on bond for a felony charge. The sheriff's department says the homeowner acted out of fear for his own safety. They're hoping this incident serves as a warning to other would-be criminals that there are consequences for their actions. Kevin Sherrod is being charged with capital murder and the shooting death of 68-year-old Claude Bivens. Pascagoula police responded to a homicide at an apartment complex on Agnes Street Sunday night around 7:40. Sherrod, who matched a description of the suspect, had run from the scene but was eventually taken into custody
0: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Supertalk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Supertalk Mississippi.
14: Attention, adoring fans. It's time for...
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays. We are once again in the Element Wealth Studios with Jeff Good, president of Mangia Bene, a restaurateur, successful entrepreneur, a great Jacksonian and businessman. Appreciate you coming in, uh, Jeff. So before we went to break, you were discussing uh, something that uh, I guess identified with, having having been an entrepreneur and, and built business plans and investment memos and financial models and projections. You know all that stuff mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. finance people want to have, yep. <laughs> believe it or not. Yep. I cannot comprehend building in the contingency yeah. in a restaurant of not having water. That seems insane. You just don't know when it could happen, uh, the, ex- the extent and the degree to which it could uh, affect you
9: and how long it could endure. How do you build that into a business plan? It's, it's like all the insurance agents that called us uh, 30 years ago when they were talking about the New Madrid Fault, and we all needed earthquake insurance, right? <laughs> um, so, so, fool me once, you know, uh, uh, pity on you, fool me twice, pity on me. So, again, the, the, the frequency and the severity of this has led us, my yep. partner and I, to do a lot of disaster planning, and part of that is insurance. So we are large enough, Bravo, Broad Street, Salamukis and our ability to negotiate you know, contracts. When we um, have um, done our property and casualty renewals, we always make sure that we have business interruption insurance as part of our coverage. We had a restaurant meeting. About uh, 40 restaurateurs came together um, a week ago to have this discussion, and during that meeting I made a small pitch that everybody – make a note of this, and three of the restaurateurs came up and said, I've never even heard of such coverage before. And I said, this is something you need to know. So what we do is we plan ahead by saying, okay, we have an insurance piece that's going to allow us to be protected if something happens. Now, you know... What does that mean? There's always the argument about cause and effect and all that. But, for instance, going into those 21-day shutdowns and keeping employees for 21 days, how do you keep an employee in the restaurant business when you are closed? There's only so much cleaning you can do and so much you can afford. Being prepared, because I did the work ahead of time, when the crisis hit, I was able to, with both feet planted on the ground, Say, all right, this is what I can afford to do and what I'm going to try to do with these employees and how I'm going to keep them engaged and what I'm going to do so I can make sure when we reopen, whenever that is, assemble that and then deliver it to you. And then tomorrow we start all over again. It's a lot. And that's, you know, I've got so much respect for my brothers and sisters in the industry because we do what we do because we love it. And all of us in Jackson just want the same thing that, you know, other more secure communities have, which is the knowledge that some of the challenges that come from the outside can be quelled. We just don't want to deal with constant trauma. It's. It, it, I, I, I think my therapist thinks I've got PTSD at this point. I mean, I don't know. All right. So you said that you and a, and a number
1: of uh, your peers. Yes. Uh, so, Penned a letter, drafted a letter. Yes, we did. Right, sent it to state and local, city,
9: county, and
1: state. Okay, so city, county, state.
9: Governor, lieutenant governor, uh, speaker of the house, board of supervisors, city council, and mayor. And the letter is very simple, and it, it's it's publicized. You can find it um, um, online. I, I need to put it up on on my Facebook page if I haven't yet. Um, but it uh, it is a um, very clear. Storytelling of how much pain we're in, how difficult it is to do what we're doing, and a call to action that, regardless of of what process and and procedures and and financial issues or politics or um, command and control, uh, who, who who is in control of what function? All of these things. If if a if a blue ribbon committee, if a partnership, if a if if folks can just come together around one table, like your round table sure. here. I mean, if these seats were filled up with the folks that have the positions of power to make decisions, maybe a pathway could be open. But everyone would have to come to that table yeah. vulnerable. You need the brain trust and and, and the decision makers yeah. folks with authority. And it starts with with our city. We we are the ones that need to be able to interface. And I'm I'm praying that the um, the administration, the city administration, can find a path to be able to reach out and and get to yes. Okay, it's it's hard, finger pointings okay. easy. Any response yet, Jeff? Uh, so we just launched it yesterday. We did the press conference at two thirty. Um, I personally, personally, have not had any interaction yet this morning okay. with anyone. Um, I that doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I've had conversations over the past week with members of. Um, the administration and council. Okay. So I've I've had a chance to talk to get the car out and stay out past past curfew. There is a negotiation there of some sort to keep mom and dad and teenager together while still both parties getting what they want.
1: How, how much do you do you feel
9: this is a financial and economic problem? I think I think it I requires, that's economics to solve. It. It's a huge economic problem, but there are paths for that. There are paths, but I don't know. I don't know that. All of the parties that could open those paths up are, are 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 at the table. You see, paths that literally could fund what is needed. Well, I know that there's so, all sorts of ARPA money out there, and I don't understand how the city county. You know, the, I've I've seen the arguments this past week about uh, city county and already ex- the money already expended not enough towards um, um, infrastructure. And I I heard the mayor's um, press conference yesterday where he made it clear that the majority of the cities was placed towards th- th- that. Amount of money is great, and it should be used to be able to match up to the state. I don't know that that's happening. You know, the 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 the, the state I understand has made an offer, but then if I talk to some city folks, they say no, the state hasn't made an offer yet. So I don't, I don't, I don't quite know where the answer is. Should we talk to uh, Senator and Rep? I think what you, what we should all do, and what you, interesting for you to keep deep diving on your show, and for all of your listeners, there are folks on this that are listening right now that are politically connected to to one of those three levels of government: state, county, city. Um, reach out to your contact and ask them why we can't move forward. Um, if you belong to an organization that is impacted by this in the city of Jackson, thrilled that the Mississippi Association of Educators came out the same time as us yesterday. I know that there is another major group that sent me a note this morning and said we 're coming up with a position paper tonight. we 're going to have a board meeting and we're okay. going to put Any organization that can put pen to paper and write a letter to say, "This must stop." I think if we just really start banding together and say enough is enough, you know, it's the old network, I'm mad as hell, I don't want to take it anymore. Yeah. We, we, we're mad at the problem, so tell us where the failure point is. What is stopping us from solving this? Because other cities in this nation have done the same. Why are we unable to? And if it's if it's a city, or a county, or a state, or a combination of, of failures, let's just map that out and be honest about it. And part of being vulnerable and part of disclosure is that you can find out that there are weaknesses and there are problems, and then you have to be accountable for that. And I think that's the political side of this that's difficult yeah. for a lot of parties. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes, from a political
1: perspective, as you know, it's almost it's admitting there's a problem yeah. and acknowledging there's a problem is uh, often the it not only is it the first step
9: its the most difficult obstacle than then solving the problem so i don't drink i stopped drinking 25 years ago and i i'm i'm in the recovery community and i i see a lot of folks that that come to the realization that they they need to um acknowledge that there's a problem that's that's something they can't do and they you know the whole concept of recovery is that uh, we ask for a higher power to be able to enter our lives and and yeah. and remove the defects that we have that make us nutty and um that that is exactly kind of what we got we, going on. We here. need a big AA program. Yeah. Totally agree.
1: <laughs> I, you're right. I mean, it's the same approach, the same concept. It it applies. It's in this case. it's twelve
9: steps. Twelve no, steps no to go-go. fresh water. I think I'm going to start a branding on this. <laughs> I like that. Jeff. It has been a pleasure
1: to be here, sir. Jeff, appreciate you coming in. Uh, we got to keep working on this. Yeah, we will. And, and uh, I know you've been a fantastic uh, voice
9: and leader on this issue. And we'll do what we can. Thanks. Any restaurant with. you can dine in, in Jack? that is uh, showing that bottled water and showing that uh, that boiled stuff. Please support them. They need you more than ever. Hear you. Appreciate Thank you, it,
1: Jeff. Talk soon. We'll be right back on midday. Stay with us. We've got uh, Starla Brown, AFP Mississippi State Director at
17: 11:05. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey. Who- What? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
2: Hey, there's hair on my head again.
17: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
14: Seabrook Paints in Jackson
18: and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
4: 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at BaronistreePros That's BaronistreePros
16: This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange. December cotton was up 297 to 98.56. March cotton was up 237 to 95.70. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans rose 29 and a quarter to 14.29 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans rose 27 and a half to 14.35 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up seven and a half to 6.14 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up six and three quarters to 6.22 per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 85 to 143.37. December live cattle was down 62 to 149.82. September feeders down 237 to 183.27. October feeders down 172 to 185.97. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 25 points, 32,807. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
0: With everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
10: All right, we are
0: back on Super Talk, Mississippi.
9: We're back
1: in the Element Well studios, Gerard and Rhino. After the break at the top of the hour, Starla Brown, Mississippi State Director for Americans for Prosperity joins us. So really appreciate Jeff uh, coming on. He's, he's been very outspoken on this, but you know, he, he hasn't launched grenades. He's done it, I think, the way it should be. He's just said, look, we're trying to run a business here. We can't do it if we don't have operating water. And that doesn't even touch into the, the crime situation so forth. But as I've said before, the plight of our capital city is all of our plight. It, it drags us all down. So at my Rotary Club yesterday, I, um, we had a, a guest, a speaker, program as they call it, And it was an individual that is very um, prominent in the commercial real estate business in the metro area, gave what I thought was a fascinating and interesting overview of the state of the commercial real estate market, pretty much the tri-county area here in central Mississippi, Rankin, Hines, Madison. And uh, discussed lots of projects they had been involved in, other projects uh, going up from other developers, brokers, and so forth. You may have seen, Rhino, an announcement for Clinton, big one there, in a parcel that sits between the interstate and Mississippi College on I 20 there, paralleling I 20. And that's been talked about, what, 20 years or so? I know it's been, you know, a discussion anyhow, but looks like something's going to happen there, kind of a multi use, high end. Uh, retail restaurant shops, et cetera going to be cool, but anyhow i 'm digressing D- gave a great overview and was instrumental in a de- the developer behind a very successful project in Jackson that is going strong and, and completely occupied commercial project we're talking about and has a couple of more on the on the boards, but in general reported that activity was fairly soft. In the in the city, and and of course, um, he also shared that when he talks to prospective developers or businesses, perhaps looking at locating in Jackson, expanding into Jackson. You know, they do their research. They find out about these water problems, for example, the crime. I shared yesterday my experience going down fifty-five, almost getting run over by. Uh, a vehicle and a tricycle motorcycle, and I'm told from people who travel that route regularly, maybe they work in Jackson, live there, whatever, that's like a regular occurrence. None of that's good when you're trying to recruit businesses and investment and expansion. So someone at the Rotary yesterday asked a question, a very simple question, what needs to be done? And the speaker, I thought, responded quite appropriately and quite truthfully and said, we just need the leaders to lead. And I thought that was an excellent response, honestly, just as Jeff said. We just need to get all these people around the table, sort these out, get the issues out there, and let's talk about how we resolve them one by one, methodically, thoughtfully, fairly.
3: I think the problem is you could get those same people around a table, and you would get a completely different conversation depending on whether or not there is a camera and microphone pointed at them.
1: I totally agree, and I was going to continue in that the individual who asked this question and and got that, triggered that response from the Speaker, leaders just need to lead, seemed to take exception to that, surprisingly, and started pointing fingers at prior administrations because I think this individual's perception of that and analysis of that response was, well, you're condemning the present administration. You know, we got to get out of this mode of always blaming somebody else. My gosh, that's all politics is. Politicians have perfected the art. Have they not? Of deflection. Never, ever do they look in the mirror and say, ah, maybe it's me. It's always finger-pointing. That's why nothing gets done. They always finger-point on the negative. Man, they're taking victory laughs whether they had crap to do with it or not when anything remotely positive, they try to attach themselves and associate themselves with it. And people are sick of it, but it's like, even if there's some culpability and blame to be assigned to prior administrations, okay, fair enough. The bottom line is, the people in charge now, they ran to solve problems, to serve the people. It's your problem now. If you can't accept that, don't run. You can't just spend your whole tenure in office. You know, they caused that, therefore I'm not going to solve it. Huh? Huh? That did not make any sense to me. But that's kind of the way they came off. Time for a break here on Middays when we return. Starla Brown, the AFP Mississippi State Director. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com.
20: News, I'm Chris Foster. Some Republicans in Congress demand a briefing about the FBI raid at former President Trump's home in Florida. Florida Senator Rick Scott on Fox. Whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent, you should be worried. If this is where government works from now on, if you're going back and forth, who's in power and they're going to go after their opponents, this is a tough place to live. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on MSNBC.
12: A visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And uh, that says that no one is above the law, not even a president or a former president of the United States.
20: to tell Fox, raids about classified material Trump is accused of taking when he left office. President Biden signs a bill to boost American manufacturing of computer chips.
17: In America, everything is possible. We believe
0: every and anything is possible. It's part of the soul of this country. I mean, it really
18: is.
20: The money's meant to bring semiconductor manufacturing back to the U.S. from China. America's listening to Fox News.
18: I'm Denman
21: Ferguson, realtor with Four Corner Properties, serving Mississippi and beyond. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home or wanting a special family recreational hunting track, give me a call and I will assist you throughout the process from searching, listing to closing. Call me, Denman, at 601-214-6433 or call the office at 601-952-2828. Please call me with all your real estate needs. Thank you.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Former President Donald Trump and other Republican leaders are reacting to the Monday FBI raid of his Mar-a-Lago, Florida estate. Marshall Fisher is a former federal agent with over 40 years in law enforcement.
17: I've talked to guys coast to coast in the last. Uh, uh, 15 hours. They're sick to their stomach.
11: The search is part of an investigation to discover whether or not the former president kept classified documents after leaving the White House.
17: What amazes me is we had hard evidence on Hillary Rodham Clinton having actual classified information that she destroyed several years ago. We've got a guy now that's out there that had the nuclear codes two years ago and they're treating him like this.
11: The raid has caught the eye of at least one member of the House Intelligence Committee. Ranking member Representative Mike Turner of Ohio has written a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray demanding an immediate briefing.
14: I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming.
4: Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot.
17: (laughs) I
14: I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you
10: can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 2 days before you dig and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
11: Like everything else in the economy, inflation is due to supply and demand. Gene Marks has written six books on business management and regularly appears on Fox News, MSNBC, and CNBC. And historically, I mean, for thousand years,
17: when there is an oversupply of money in an economic system, that causes a diminishing of the value of that money in the system. And when it's chasing too few demand. You're going to have to use more of that money to buy products, and therefore, that's what inflation is.
11: Democrats claim the $740 billion inflation reduction bill they forced through the Senate Sunday will bring costs down. But researchers at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton budget model say it won't change anything long term and will add to inflation until 2024. The Tax Foundation says the bill will increase taxes on Americans in every income group and reduce economic growth.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday super talk Mississippi. We're coming at you live from the Element Wealth Studios. We've got Starla Brown, the Mississippi State Director for Americans for Prosperity. Starla, thanks for coming on Midday.
6: Yeah, thanks for having me, Gerard. It's great to be here.
1: So how long have you been the State Director in that role?
6: Uh, so i have kind of part-time from the end of February, but I am uh, finally moved back home uh, in April, so it's about five months that I'm kind of getting geared up here in the state, and last couple we've been uh, really working on a lot of different pieces of policy. A lot of it at the federal level. I know you and I were chatting in the break a little bit about that, and yeah. so obviously this weekend was not a not a great weekend no. for those of us who are, are fighting fighting the good fight on uh, reducing inflation.
1: Yeah, so uh, just for the benefit of our audience, Starla, you've been with the organization a while though, right?
6: Yeah, I've, I actually started as a volunteer, um, was kind of looking for a, a place to get involved in grassroots Um and kind of reached a point in my life where policy over politics uh, for a lot of what I was doing seemed to matter and uh, there was a nice young lady down in Florida who inviting me to a phone bank actually to come and make some calls around some policy issues and so I was just really kind of helping her out but one of the things I noticed as I started to work with some of the team there in Florida was uh, I felt like we were having an impact. We were actually yeah. making a difference and so uh, volunteered for about a year and in October 2013 came on and in a you know a different role, but uh, here I am today, back at, uh, after a few years in Florida and and uh, back in Mississippi, my home state, and excited to be the state director here and and really helping helping drive the narrative and the policy that we uh, you know support or oppose uh, in the state. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Before we dive into what's been going on in Washington, which is a lot, by the way, <laughs> what's been your focus at the state level from a policy perspective?
6: So, you know, we generally look at policy and we sort of. Have a, what I would say we call them priority initiatives, but it's a, a group of buckets of, of, or categories of policy, and so healthcare is one. Uh, we've been looking at something we we work on this on the federal level, but at the state level as well, and something we call the personal option. So it is a a lot of policy around free market healthcare solutions to make healthcare um, more accessible, more affordable. So things like primary care physicians, right, uh, repealing back uh, certificates need laws that in, inhibit uh, growth in in the in the field for people especially in rural areas like Mississippi where where there's often you know some sort of health care that's needed um, and uh, and that can be anything from mental health to you know true health care on the physical side mm-hmm. uh, we're obviously we've always been around tax reform um, but as I like to say um, the word reform has one meaning. The word transform has another. And so, um, when it comes to K through 12 education, when it comes to some of the uh, deregulation type policies that we work on, um, we're looking really to transform, right? So reform is like changing the existing system, and those are those are good things. There's a lot of times we can make some good steps, incremental steps, to making something better. But if you start really wanting to make a paradigm shift, right? How people see the policy, how people see the things that impact their lives at the state level, uh, then you've often got to look at a system of government, and you really got to make transformation, which means not just making it better, means really transforming it if you're going to do that. So,
1: yeah, no doubt, and and something. Uh, so, all, all great causes, in my view, I think uh, we're certainly aligned there. Uh, licensing reform is, is something else that we we've been crusading on good grief it seems like we got a lot of licensing boards and you got to get a lot of licenses a lot of occupations have to um, pursue and obtain licenses just to go to work
6: yeah and that's often a barrier for some people um, you know I've, I've seen I've seen policy where uh, people in cosmetology areas had to do more hours of school than a paramedic and that just kind of shows the absurdity Crazy. of what licensing can look like uh, and, and puts up a barrier for a lot of people to actually have you know meaningful employment,
1: yeah, you're right. N- no doubt. All right, so we've had a flurry of legislation at the federal level, and it, it's it's interesting to me the, the take. I talk about this a lot on the program, but in in just consuming uh, various uh, major market newspapers across the country. The, the, the different perspective that uh, these, these these media sources have about this legislation. The, the Boston Herald, for example, which I think is arguably the most left-wing uh, newspaper publication in the country, more, more than the New York Times. And I take it daily, and there's not a story in it today about what happened last night at Mar-a-Lago. Not a story in their headlines. Not a story. Every single story is, is absolutely heaping the praise on Joe Biden and the Democrats for pushing through uh, this Tax and Spend Climate Reduction Act. You can't find anything about what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Um, and then I, I got another one from the New York Times, uh, whom I, one person I like to follow a lot there, of course, Paul Krugman their economics editor, and he penned one yesterday, Did Democrats Just Save Civilization? And he's <laughs> referring to this bill. That is the title of the article. The article. Um, and and of course, it's, uh, it's a photo right under it, and the photo features... Solar panels, I kid you not. And so he's basically saying that all these credits that we're going to issue uh, to businesses and individuals to go invest in so-called green energy is going to, quote, save civilization. And this is just mind boggling to me. It
6: is mind boggling. Yeah. I, look I've got a lot of friends standing outside of Mar-a-Lago last night and this morning and, and I'm I'm sure there's more you know, more that will come out no doubt. On, on this story and whether you're you know, on that side or not on that side, um the idea of, of the FBI, you know, coming in with a raid and and for what appears to be leveraged very politically at this point for no what doubt. information we have is disturbing. It's disturbing on all levels because it's happening so much more frequently. And I think, you know, look, I'm not the conspiracy theory person. I usually am the person who says, okay, tell me something. I'm going to go research and try to dig down and find the truth because the truth is always where we should try to land. Um, and, uh, but, you know, you start to, Start leaning a little bit in that direction, thinking, "Wow, these are some pretty extensive things that are happening to people in different places, and uh, whether whether they're deserved or not is is doesn't seem to be the issue. This is very very politically charged, and you know I was looking at headlines before I, I came in today, and CNN, uh, you know, was praising uh, the sweeping climate change oh, it's bill, right like like it's like we're going to save the planet now because this bill passed over the weekend when well, the truth of the matter is this green agenda has been something that for some time at all level of, of government you have seen individuals reaching into um joining coalitions or policies or working in conjunction with the federal government and um you know, states really need to be looking at policy that sets a foundation to to do away with that government overreach, um, whether that's along green energy or or any type of energy. But they need to start start thinking about this because the federal government is here to start minding your business at the state level, and that's what they're seeking. There's definitely an agenda. I don't I don't see that any other yeah, way based on the policy.
1: I agree with you, and and, and something that occurred to me. Uh, just in the wake of this situation at Mar-a-Lago, you got 30 FBI agents. I don't know why you got to have 30 to go to a, a residence essentially to find documents. That that seems a little extreme to me. And 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 I'm with you that we're going to learn more about this. But my concern, Starla, is that they're going to try to maybe spoon feed. Information, I think the public deserves immediately to see sure. the warrant, to understand who's all involved in, in ordering this and authorizing this. But here's what generally happens, and, and, and get your reaction to this. People see this sort of stuff, even people on the left and, the, and people on the right, we see this sort of stuff and say, you know, that's too much power for an agency, such as in this case the FBI. And so they start demanding and insisting that we remove and dilute some of that power. And then I get concerned that, well, you know, they may need that power to fight off, I don't know, a nuclear attack or something, right. or a terrorist attack. So, but because that power is being abused and, and, and used for uh, really purposes that don't provide utility in this case, in, in my view. I mean, depending on what, if, if there are documents and what's in them. But in general, I have a concern about that. We need those organizations to have some degree of power. To, to execute and perform their function, but not to abuse it.
6: Right. And I think I think you see that no matter which part of the government you look at, right? I
1: agree. You, yeah.
6: You, you want to you have something there for accountability, but when overreach becomes something more than that, then you're not looking at the phil- philosophical basis of our Constitution.
1: Totally agree. we got a break right here. We've got Starla Brown, the Mississippi State Director for Americans for Prosperity. When we come back, Starla? I'm going to share with you uh, an analysis that I saw yesterday about this bloated IRS that will occur and get you to react on that. That when we come back on Middays in the Element Well Studio. Stay with us.
15: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, south of Germantown High, Callaways has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Callaways has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Callaways outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 25 to 50 percent off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmers' market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies.
7: Month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with huge savings to you at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. Nothing is more American than saving big on your next new vehicle, and we have a great selection of Mitsubishis to choose from. Right now, pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $249 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring your trade. We'll get a top dollar for it, shop from over 1,500 quality pre owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20 year, two 150,000 mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 100% credit approval is our number one goal, no matter your past credit history. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue, and save big while doing so all month long at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi
16: Mirage, 10% down, 2.97 for 72 months. You have approval.
13: Com.
22: Richard Cross.
10: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: And now the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, onto the real part.
21: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back everyone, Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are once again in the Element Wealth Studio. We've got Starla Brown, she's the Mississippi State Director for Americans for Prosperity, also known as AFP. So supersizing the IRS, uh, maybe Starla, one of the most egregious and onerous <laughs> provisions of this crazy legislation. But a report has been released—an analysis of uh, how big, just how big, in terms of the number of people, the revenue service would balloon to. And so, it's—I think one way to explain that is to compare it—a comparative analysis. It turns out that once you add these eighty-seven thousand new IRS employees that the agency would be larger than the state department the fbi and the border control and the pentagon four four agencies combined combined this is insane
6: yeah and and you have to wonder like what what, it, I mean, what is the need I, I don't see it um it that's a whole lot of agents and I think for a lot of people at least what we're hearing from our activists and grassroots in response to the IRS piece even last week before the bill was passed and talking with people and individuals um, and you know just kind of the reaction I'm seeing from people on social media is it's very scary because we still have not seen accountability to people you know what in the last decade uh, going back where we had people who were denied you know uh, the right to uh, to file a certain way on a, a corporation or non-profit, nonprofit status. Nonprofit profit yeah. right. Because uh, of
1: their conservative leanings. Exactly. He's a witch hunt.
6: Lois Lerner. Absolutely. I remember. And, s- and there's still no accountability there after yep. all these That's years. And, and after all these years, there's no accountability. And so the people who remember that uh, are sitting here saying to themselves, "Wow, it's like you're increasing that ability." And uh, and are you coming for me because I'm a conservative? And people are really really fearful of this. There there's a there's a sense of unease um, that I see in the community around this kind of uh, rightfully numbers, so
1: numbers. because we have a, We've seen it before. Right.
6: I mean, I, I think the only positive thing I saw was one individual said, "Well, I think they'll be able to answer the phone better." And I was like, "I don't think they're. I don't think you're." It's re- not what they're spending money on. Right. That's not what they're spending money it's on. That's
1: what they should be spending right. it on. They These need. are
6: agents of the of the IRS. They're not, uh, yeah. they're not administrative jobs that <laughs> right. you're talking about for the most part.
1: They're not working in the contact <laughs> right. center responding to <laughs> yeah. incoming calls. Uh, the IRS has horrible technology, um, and they need to upgrade it, uh, drastically need to upgrade it. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that they provide poor service. It's one of the reasons they still have 21 million tax returns outstanding is yeah. that they've they really failed to invest in, in maintaining and updating and upgrading uh, their technology platforms. But but now they've seen uh, it fit to invest in all these additional people. And, and of course, uh, when an amendment, as you well mm-hmm. know, was offered, I can't remember who offered the amendment, but it was to exclude anyone whose income was below $400,000 from being right. uh, subject to this scrutiny. And it failed. And, and it failed because the Democrats know no, we're not going to be able to make the numbers work. And you know how it is. It's right. it's all about manipulating the numbers to push this legislation through um, the budget reconciliation process on on a simple majority. And it's a it's a a lot of machinations and Byzantine calculations to make the revenues and and the expenses line up to pass muster with the parliamentarians, such as extending. Right. You and I were talking about extending some of the Obamacare subsidies. And uh, and some of the other uh, eligibility provisions uh, under the Affordable Care Act, but it's only for three years. Well, we all know it's not going away for three years. So they're only including right. three years of cost in the calculations to right. to uh, enable it to ram through.
6: Right, exactly. And and and, and they'll they'll keep going back to that uh, trough to keep feeding off of those subsidies as long as they can. And uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about you know. Medicaid expansion. And then we talked about where you are with that piece of the Affordable uh, Care Act, which is also uh, ill-named, just like the Inflation no Reduction Act was ill-named. And I I think the, the problem here is, is you know, we, we keep talking about these people standing in the gap, but there are policy solutions around health care. That could make a difference and could bring and could bring prices down. But instead of bringing, trying to bring prices down, which is how they sold this bill, they're trying to do it through price controls. Well, that's manipulating the economy, and that doesn't work. So uh, price
1: controls yeah. on on the pharmaceutical Schools industry. And I know a lot of people, certainly those on Medicare, because mm-hmm. this applies to Medicare. They sure. tried to get it to apply to the private sector. They failed in that right. uh, private insurance. But uh, with respect to Medicare, and, and I think. There's a bit of a myth uh, about this allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices. The way it works, as you know, is the government says, here's the formulary, this is what we're paying for this, 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 take it or leave it. It's not really a negotiation, uh, per se. And then I start wondering, well, do the pharmaceutical companies pull out of Medicare and start pulling drugs off their Medicare schedule? the bottom line is it's government intervening in the market it's why the drug prices are high right, to, to start begin with right
6: right so you're just you're taking something that's already dysfunctional and you're really just adding to it in the same way just throwing some more money at it to to make it not work um and you know this is this has become so common in washington dc um, and, you know, we recently did some polling and, um, you know, just to share a little bit with you about around what people are looking at. Um, people out there are not interested, I think, much anymore in this party or that party or who's or whatever. And it's like this is this is wrong. This is broken. And someone there needs to fix it. Yeah. And, um, you know, but right now... The some ones that are making the decision, and you know, um, Senator Sinema, she really sort of sat on the line, like you said, she waited for the par- parliamentarian yep. to see where this could go through reconciliation and and how that, uh, and kept very quiet about her vote and t- until such time as she knew she'd actually be that deciding factor there. So, um, it's it was not a pleasant weekend, and the the problem with these weekend bills too that I see that uh, is always so frustrating. Um, You know, we try to call a lot of attention to it over social media because otherwise, the the average person out there who's really just trying to get up every day, have live a meaningful life, raise their family, you know, have have freedom in their faith. You know, typical of most of the people in my family, they just want to go live their life and they just want to do it in a meaningful way and seek employment. Well, all of these things happen. You know, sort of, it's almost like under the cloak of darkness because it's over the weekend. Uh, Like you said, so many media outlets don't actually post anything about it. They don't shed any light on it. And then the ones that do are often putting out information that's just disinformation. Right. Uh, it's not accurate. It's not the truth. It's not what's going to happen. And right now, with people paying, you know, by most estimates, $5,000 more this year in inflation, which is a tax, it's the only way to look at it, yep. um, and then you're taking like over $700 billion and you're throwing you're throwing mm. this, and you're going to also in there increase taxes on every body, every every income level will will have a tax increase. And so the problem becomes is like how is that how is that helping anyone in inflationary times? It's not. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no other answer. Uh, so at what point do people get so fed up that they start to make real? paradigm shifts in the way they are viewing what the government is doing.
1: You know, you you brought up a great point, which is folks are just going about their business, taking care of their, their, their um, livelihoods, their families, et cetera. And they should be able to just do that. They shouldn't have to worry about what the heck is Washington do. I gotta tell you, my business career, I was that way until two thousand and eight when I got a little wind of what Barack Obama planned with respect to health care reform and how that would affect me as an employer. And that honestly that launched my interest in politics. I said, I guess I can't just, you know, take care of my business and my family anymore. I'm gonna have to pay attention to this stuff. Well, this stuff's so brutally complicated. You look at this bill, what, 1,200 pages or something, with a bunch of tax and spending gobbledygook. Nobody can keep up with all that, shouldn't have to worry about it. But we've gotten to a point where what that tells me is is that we've conferred too much power to Washington.
6: Sure, and we've we've had a something we've been doing nationally as an organization called the True Cost of Washington Tour. So we've been all across the country. I mean, we've been all the way out. You know, we had a, we were out in Nevada and Arizona. We've been in Pennsylvania, Ohio. We actually were in Forest, Mississippi at a, a gas station on June twenty. Great event, remember yeah, Vance, yeah, yeah, with ants, right? And uh, we've been rolling back the price to what it what it yeah. was. You know, on inauguration day, and so so two thirty eight a gallon and i have to tell you there's not been a single event that i've viewed and i've been sharing what's happening in all the states um you know on, you know we've done a, a great deal of media on this social media fox news has picked it up there's been a few things but people stood in line and they pulled up at 8 8:30 in the morning for gas that wasn't going to be pumped until 11
1: unbelievable me. So. Unbelievable! Yeah, we we got to keep hammering it, but your organization does a great job of exposing this and distilling it down to understandable terms uh, to the grassroots, so that people can be involved and get involved and, and take action. And we appreciate that. Appreciate you coming on, Starla.
6: Thanks. Great. Right. Thanks a lot.
1: We'll step aside for a break right here on midday's. We'll come back with more after these messages.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Wednesday, showers in the forecast, partly sunny, high near 88. And a look to Thursday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
22: sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off i-55 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it
21: At Community Bank, we believe our success lies in our continued commitment to community and upholding the same small town values that we were founded upon. We are relationship bankers. Whether you're trying to grow your business, grow your savings for your future, or building your dream home for your family, we are committed to helping you achieve your goals. Community Bank, a bank that knows community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
14: Builders.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Former President Donald Trump and other Republican leaders are reacting to the Monday FBI raid of his Mar-a-Lago, Florida estate. Marshall Fisher is a former federal agent with over 40 years in law enforcement.
17: Uh, I've talked to guys coast to coast in the last. Uh, uh, 15 hours. They're sick to their stomach.
11: The search is part of an investigation to discover whether or not the former president kept classified documents after leaving the White House.
17: What amazes me is we had hard evidence on Hillary Rodham Clinton having actual classified information that she destroyed several years ago. We've got a guy now that's out there that had the nuclear codes two years ago and they're treating him like this.
11: The raid has caught the eye of at least one member of the House Intelligence Committee. Ranking Member Representative Mike Turner of Ohio has written a letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray demanding an immediate briefing.
12: My husband and I want the best for our children. So when our son Tripp shared his in career and technical education, we panicked. Hard work, dirty jobs, low pay.
6: That's what we thought until we got the facts. We discovered countless paths to success, not to mention the growth opportunities. I'm so glad we listened to Trip. Trade up,
0: discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today.
1: Welcome back, everyone, middays. That's a good one, there, Sticks. Fooling yourself. Dennis DeYoung on the vocals on that one. He always uh, is very entertaining when he introduces the song. Talks about don't you go believing what you see on TV and in the magazines and on the radio. That's not real life. That's all just BS, is what he says. He's pretty much right about that. Well, we are back once again in the Element Wealth Studios. I appreciate uh, Starla Brown from AFP, Mississippi State Director, coming on and uh, giving us their take on all this ridiculous legislation coming out of Washington. What a joke it is. And, of course, seriously, the, the Boston Herald, uh, they come out. Uh, excuse me, it's the Boston Globe. The Boston Herald's a different one. They're a little bit different. Um, the Boston Globe comes out, and they, it's just hardly anything about what the heck's going on with this Mar-a-Lago deal. It, it just doesn't matter to them. But it's article after article where they're heaping on the praise <laughs> on the president and uh, they're just ecstatic thinking he just had a fantastic a fantastic uh, week, couple of weeks ramming through this various legislation and they're celebrating it and and uh, heck, you know, was, I think it was yesterday I never got around to it, I apologize for that see if I can find it here Rob Reiner what uh, he had to say about the president. You may have seen that as well, uh, Rhino, but he was just heaping on the adulation, uh, was Rob Reiner, just ecstatic about the president. And uh, he he tweeted, to see if I can find it here, a, a comment to that effect, which I thought was just really crazy, but he's pretty much a left-wing loon, is he not, Rob Reiner? Yeah, Meathead's an idiot. <laughs> He's a meathead, right? Yeah, he uh, he came out with a statement that absolutely made no sense, and in my view, indicated that he says, yes. Yeah, said it before, I'll say it again. Joe Biden has accomplished more in his first two years than any president in the last 60. We all need to shout this from the rooftops. That's what he said. Oh, gosh. Totally crazy. Uh, in my opinion, but anyhow, hmm. So I haven't seen any additional developments on the Mar a Lago situation this morning, Rhino. You, you seen anything? I mean, there's no reports on, okay, we got this treasure trove of documents. We got you, Mr. President. I haven't seen anything to that effect.
3: Um, There have been statements released by various elected officials, but that's about the biggest update.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just, I got to put my two cents in kind of deal, right? So there, I guess, uh, there have been a little bit of details released as to what they were looking for, a dozen boxes of material that. to the national archives which included documents that were quote marked as classified national security information. Okay. You take 30 FBI agents for that. I mean like did they expect to be met with some sort of army security? I, that's I guess that's what I don't I don't get. Even so. CNN is questioning why. It's crazy. But you know this came from Merrick Garland. And the sad thing is, this is where I think the Democrats, once again, have failed to properly calibrate human nature. So, you know this is all about trying to find something that would essentially make Donald Trump ineligible to run for office. At the CPAC event in Texas this past weekend, he once again hinted and the hints keep getting a little stronger, I would argue, of his intent to run in 2024. So I, I kind of put the two and two together and, and thought, well, they didn't like what they saw there. So they decided to go ahead and act and pull the trigger. Now, you got to figure they had this warrant in hand for a while. I mean, that's, I don't think that happens real quick. And when you heard the judge talk about all the process you got to go through, I think it stands to reason, but I could be wrong on that. When it was initiated, when they received it, whether or not they acted on it immediately upon receipt, or they sat on it for a while. But nonetheless, this is all about just trying to make him ineligible to run. It's all they care about. And again, I say, well, if your policies are so great, and all these these uh, these various media sources are, are um, lauding. President Biden and the Democrats, Paul Krugman saved civilization Bad and guy. all that kind of rhetoric. Well, why do you you ought to be able to beat Trump handily, right? Your stuff so popular. What? Why do you gotta make him ineligible?
3: It's because the left's base does not do any actual critical thinking. They just regurgitate whatever talking point makes their feelings tingle. Think back to when Elon <laughs> Musk was trying to buy Twitter. I mean, technically, he's still going to wind up buying it because it's going to go to court. But $40 billion, a little over $40 billion. And all the Democrat base, all the loony leftists were out there going, why can't he solve world hunger with that money? Why does he have to buy Bird app? Uh, Yet they're going to spend $80 billion
1: making the IRS come after you. That's a great point. Exactly. But that's totally fine. That's great. Yeah, That's saving the planet. Two hundred and eighty billion dollars in that stupid chips bill, which includes fifty-two billion dollars of subsidies directly to some of the most profitable corporations in the world, and then what? What did we uh, talk about the other day? Eighty billion to the National Science Foundation, and and uh, I don't know another fifty billion uh, to the National Institute of Science and Technology. I read about some of that today. What they're going to focus on and. There may have been a time where I would have said, you know, okay, if this is kind of a public-private partnership and, and this truly is going to produce uh, valuable innovation, I might be able to get on to, with that to some extent, but I just have zero confidence that any of this money will be uh, put to good use and even be directed towards what it is intended to be directed for. And I, And I saw, like, the $52 billion of subsidies going to the various chip manufacturers in the chip industry. Oh, there's some discussion about how do we make sure that they use this to build new plants and, and that uh, they don't use it just to pad their profits. What do you mean? You're helping them build a new plant. You don't think that produces profit? I mean, unless your intent is to come back behind the, uh, the scenes and confiscate the profit. I know that's what you want to do. You'd love to be able to nullify any profit, but so that just didn't make any sense to me. You're, you're paying for expansion of a manufacturing facility, of a plant. They're going to operate it. They're going to produce semiconductors. They're going to sell those for a profit, but yet you want to make sure that the $52 billion subsidy is not used to improve their profits. This is just another example of people that make these laws that don't understand, not even economics, just basic business, (laughs) just basic profit and loss business.
3: Well, they've already proven they can't perform basic math when it comes to the narrative surrounding votes in the Senate. True. They
1: don't get that. Uh, (laughs) Golly. All these amendments offered were just out of sight crazy, some of those. You brought up the one about the 400 k nothing below that. Uh, Also the one where they wanted to aggregate all the revenue into a private equity firm so they could go after all the portfolio companies, a lot of which are mid-sized businesses that don't make a billion dollars of profit. Just incredible. Also uh, saw a report on the companies that are most likely – to bear the brunt of the 15% minimum tax, and it's it's no surprise there. Uh, their favorite target of all, right, is Amazon. But Ford, Netflix, Apple, Oracle, Coinbase, Groupon, which by the way, lost money. Lost money! They just had their earnings report this morning. Can't make any money off their mustard. Unbelievable. So, okay. You're going to be happy because Amazon's going to pay a 15% minimum tax. Guess what they're going to do? Charge you more for everything you buy from them. You can't figure that out? Unbelievable. Oh, gosh. Pink Floyd. That guy's a loon, too, by the way. I saw an interview with him. Oh, gosh. We'll come right back in the Element Well Studios on Midday. Stay with us.
21: Frederick Sales & Service The Choice in Outdoor Equipment, serving you since 1993
8: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
16: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The Southeast Regional Office of the USDA Food and Nutrition Service celebrates National Farmers Market Week this week to highlight the important role farmers markets play in supporting healthy communities, food systems, and stimulating local economies in the Southeast region. Farmers markets are critical to the future of the food system across the Southeast and our country according to the USDA Southeast Regional Administrator Willie C. Taylor he goes on to say our farmers markets are helping to build healthier and stronger communities and we're grateful for their consistent support farmers markets offer low-income household participating in the FNS the some food and nutrition service Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or SNAP the special Supplemental Nutrition Program for women infants and children or WIC and senior farmers market nutrition programs the opportunity to redeem their benefits to fresh and healthy produce. I'm Dixon Williams. This is a Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
19: This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team visit fabrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com Farm Bureau
14: Insurance go with the home team
7: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You know what that means.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: everyone to midday super top Mississippi so back to my point about the Democrats not really understanding basic human nature so attacking the best thing they could have done if they wanted to diminish Trump's popularity is ignoring that's the best thing they could have done but yet they've kept him on the forefront they're obsessed with him The media, the Democrats, all they're doing is energizing and galvanizing his support. That's all they're doing. And pretty much guaranteeing you he's going to run. Every time they they take some act, commit some act, take some action, like they did last night at Mar-a-Lago, to try to eliminate his candidacy, all they're doing is just making sure he's gonna run. Don't they get that? That's—I mean, of course—that's the reaction.
3: Why would they get it? They get zero pushback from anybody in the the fourth estate. Well, that's true. You got true. Nancy Pelosi coming out and saying no one's above the
1: law, like your husband. Right, exactly. It, oh gosh, it's so crazy. But uh, again, they're not not ignoring him whatsoever. They're continuing continuing to discuss him, in this case, to order, uh, get a warrant to raid his home, to occupy his home, to take property out of his home. Unbelievable. So, again, all they did was just not only energize his base, but I think make themselves less popular. Rhino just sent me a couple of tweets here that are, i got to tell you, these are shocking. Shocking. Listen to this one from Andrew Yang. You remember him. He ran for president, was a candidate uh, on the Democrat ticket. Wanted to, he's, he's best known for advocating for a universal basic income. Business person, comes from the private sector. Anyhow, And there was talk he was going to run for mayor of New York, right? Or did he end up running? I think he threw his hat in the ring. I just don't think he got very far. Here's what he said. I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's him against a corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens that case for millions of Americans Who will see this as unjust persecution? Heck, that's what I just said before I read it. Honestly, he just hit the nail on the head. Of course. You're right, Mr. Yang. I give it to you on that one. Here's Andrew Cuomo. Ousted, right? (laughs) DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. He's right too.
3: And to complete the trifecta of left-leaning opinions on this, here's from CNN questioning whether or not this was warranted.
5: We've heard a lot about the Presidential Records
9: Act now, and have for quite some time. If this becomes a Presidential Records Act violation, not more. Do you think it is enough to warrant all this?
2: No, it's not enough to warrant all this. And this is a daring and dangerous move by the Department of Justice to serve a warrant on a former president and to raid his personal residence.
1: Unbelievable. That's just unbelievable. I I agree. 30 FBI agents to get documents. I mean, are are the documents armed? They're going to shoot back at them? Or you open them up, they're booby-trapped or something? What I mean... Really? I I don't get it. 30. I still can't comprehend that. And intentionally, really early in the morning, right? I think Trump was at his residence uh, in New York or New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, he was playing golf in Jersey.
1: Yeah. So he wasn't there. But he was awakened when he found out about it, of course. I don't... 30. Yeah. So, weaponizing... The deep state bureaucracy. It, it, so think about this, Rhino. How many times have we heard the Democrats say the last couple of years, everything they don't like. It's the end of democracy. Show a voter ID. End of democracy. Send abortion back to the states. End of democracy.
3: But pay no attention to that money the Clintons raised for Haiti or her 33,000 emails she destroyed.
1: Unbelievable.
3: Or the fact that Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a Chinese spy, or Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy
1: for a driver for two decades. Forgot about that. Swalwell. No raids on them and their personal residence. Unbelievable. Who knows what the heck that guy told her.
3: Let alone all the nonsense that's on video from Hunter Biden's laptop. Where's that investigation going?
1: It's It's a ridiculous, egregious double standard. It's terrible. Little grease stare in memory of Olivia Newton John. May she rest in peace. We'll take a break and come right back. we got another hour in middays. We're going to talk about the U.S. Senate races. Thompson Greenwood reminded me about that. Stay with us.
0: Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN, Florida, Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
20: News. I'm Chris Foster. No comments so far from the FBI or Justice Department about the raid on former President Trump's home in Florida or what's in the search warrant. Sources tell Fox about classified documents. California House Democrat Ro Khanna. The FBI doesn't just
14: go in unless a judge signs off on a search warrant. That means they have
20: some probable evidence uh, about possible wrongdoing. He was on MSNBC, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody on Fox.
6: What is uncommon, I can tell you as a former federal prosecutor, is a raid by dozens of FBI agents
12: over what we hear presumably is a document dispute.
20: Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Pennsylvania Republican governor nominee Doug Mastriano are expected to be meeting today with the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot. Mastriano was involved in the plan to use alternate or fake electors for Trump in Pennsylvania, state won by President Biden. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Nintendo Tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks and road debris.
23: For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Happening right now, Sheldon Timothy Harrington Jr. is appearing before a judge in Lafayette County for his bond hearing. Harrington is charged with first-degree murder in the case of missing Ole Miss student Jimmy J. Lee. As the hearing goes on inside the courtroom, protesters outside the courthouse are demanding justice. Jay Lee was last seen on July 7th. The body of the missing Ole Miss student has yet to be found. And the Alabama man who attempted to kill a police canine in Moss Point will now be facing additional charges after he attempted to escape jail on Monday. According to officials with the Pearl River County Jail, Richard McGuire cut a hole in the chain-link fence during the inmates' daily outdoor time. McGuire was caught soon thereafter before he could make it too far.
1: mississippiable.com
23: for most schools across the state the pads are on as the college football season in mississippi kicks off in just 25 days Southern Miss head coach, Will Hall, says there's a noticeable difference in his team's physicality this year in comparison to last year. I mean, there was
21: freaking snot bubbles being knocked out and we didn't have it. We were looking around during it and I looked at Jay standing and I said, boy, this is fun. And he said, coach, we couldn't practice like this last year. I said, I no doubt.
23: And tennis star, Serena Williams, has indicated that the end of her playing career is near. I love
17: playing though,
23: it's, it's like, it's amazing, but you know, it's like, I can't do this forever williams who won her first tennis match in over a year on monday will turn 41 late next month in an essay for vogue magazine the 23-time grand slam singles champion wrote that she's evolving away from tennis toward other things that are more important to her like having another kid the upcoming u.s open figures to be williams's final professional tournament jt mitchell super talk mississippi news
10: To all the folks com. in the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to
17: think deeply.
0: and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: In the mid- on middays in the Element Wealth Studios. Are you thinking about or planning for retirement? Do you have a plan? Go to MyElementWealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. August 11th is a day of some significance. That's coming up. This Thursday? It is National 811 Day. The day serves as a reminder for residents of Mississippi to always call 811 before digging so utility companies can mark utility lines on your property. Officials say this is an important step that needs to be done to prevent injury, death, power outages, and hefty fines. Yeah, 811. That's pretty. Pretty good way to call attention to it, I would say. Also, this coming Thursday, uh, I will be uh, stepping aside for the day. Mandy, I think, will be filling in. I've got uh, ribbon-cutting out at Amazon for uh, the new fulfillment center that is uh, going to be opening. It, it will be at the Madison County mega-site. Really, Man, it looks good out there, too, I tell you. Uh, Just a great plan, great work by the team, a fantastic-looking site ready for business. So looking forward to that. And then I will be speaking to the Madison County Bar Association at lunchtime. Looking forward to that. Appreciate the invitation to do so. Um, But all that going on on 8-11 this coming Thursday, back in the Element Wealth Studios tomorrow and Friday. And I think we're on the road is it next week? I think going to Gulfport, I believe. I think that's it. That sounds right. Got to check the schedule. So while we've been on the air here, Rhino, the, um, a decision has been made by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia that Donald Trump must release his tax returns. Interesting. That just literally happened in the last hour. You seeing that? I mean, that's just literally hot off the press, folks. Now, I don't know if this is related to the raid on his house or coincidental. Who knows at this point? I mean, the the, the dynamics are changing by the moment. It was a 3-0 decision. That's the way appeals work in the courts. 3-0 decision. Is a bit of a legal blow, so his foes are saying, to Donald Trump. He has attempted to shield his tax returns and business-related documents from assorted investigations. And if you recall, when he was asked about that on a routine basis on the campaign trail, I I believe his justification for not releasing his returns was that he was presently being audited. Do you recall that, Rhino? And he would say, when the audits are complete, then we'll talk about it. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but I know specifically he would say, they're not final, you know, was his position on it, because they're being audited. Now, the IRS obviously has his tax returns. I mean, they're in electronic form in their systems, it's a little shocking, is it not, that they haven't leaked, which would be a complete breach and violation of uh, law. I'm a little surprised, and I th- I say that because you you made some great points about Hillary and the bleach bidding and the thirty thousand emails and Hunter and his laptop, Swalwell and his indiscretions with a Chinese spy and. Feinstein with a driver, right? Spy. Long list of that sort of stuff. and uh, And now we have this at Trump. But add to that list, Rhino, that that I think further kind of would shake your confidence in the integrity of our our institutions, our legal systems. The Supreme Court League. Got to have that up there as well. Still no word on that, right? Nothing substantial, nothing meaningful. Lots of innuendo and speculation. But that, too, I would argue, is a concern. And, of course, taking no action against those who seemingly, on a 7-by-24 basis, were threatening to assassinate Supreme Court justices before ruling. Completely illegal. I've seen no arrests. I've seen no action taken on that. Again, calling into question our rule of law, our institutions. Oh, but showing an idea at the polls, that's the end of democracy. Threatening to kill a Supreme Court justice with impunity, ah, no big deal, because the justice is just wrong in his his position.
3: And don't you dare be a parent that questions
1: your school board. You're oh, a domestic terrorist. True. Great. Yeah. Forgot about that. Absolutely. Think about that. How upside down all this crap is. Unbelievable. So now Trump's got to reveal his tax returns. Okay. I don't know what to see in that. It, I don't. I don't know what. They're so hepped up on that. For I don't know what they expect to glean from his tax returns. Now, if for some reason he has evaded tax taxes, paying taxes, it's against the law. Well, then he he needs to make that right. He he needs to suffer the consequences, as would any American. But I've never heard that suggested. Oh, he evaded taxes. It's always been, as I recall, Rhino that they wanted to get his tax returns so that they could get his business documents. Because a person like him, they don't just have a W-2 for their income, right? He's got multiple income streams, and many of those are private businesses. And when you file your tax return for pass-through or even C-Corps, you have to include your financial statements because the taxation is, is applied to the taxable income. And so that's part of the package, and that's what they hope to get. But as I recall, it was always because they wanted to prove that he really wasn't as wealthy as he stated. You, You remember hearing about that? He's lying about his wealth. So, okay. So what if it comes out that whatever he declared his wealth to be, his net worth to be, is uh, at odds, conflicts with what we would learn from his tax returns and all the various financial statements attached thereto. Okay. Who cares? He, I mean, he inflated his net worth. I,
3: I'd rather him inflate it with little white lies than illegal international dealings through his dirty as dirt son. Uh, no
1: doubt about it. That's absolutely no doubt about it. And Swalwell, I I mean, I I appreciate you. Got to have that kickback for the big guy. Yeah. I appreciate you reminding of that. I mean, that was insidious. No doubt about it. And for him to sit on the House floor with that pompous, sanctimonious lecturing, you've seen him do it before. It, it, It just makes your guts rot to watch that guy, knowing how dang crooked he is would sail this dang country down the river for his own personal gain. Literally. I, f- I feel that way sometimes. Anyhow. All right, so Thomas asked about the, the Senate races, and here's how I see them coming up. There's, there are 35 races up for election, seats in the Senate this coming November. Of course, all seats are up in the House, all 435. That happens every two years. The Senate is staggered because of six-year terms. So we've got 35. 21 are Republican and 14 are Democrats. Well, right off the bat, the party which is defending the most seats usually is at a disadvantage. Just harder to defend. So um, with respect to those 35 seats, they're really... Seven that have uh, some degree of competition. Seven. I I actually could narrow it down to four. Four. And when we come back, I kind of give a uh, little, little bit of my take on how I think those races will end up and what that will mean to the balance of power in the upper chamber in the United States Senate after this break. Uh, Donald Trump. Got to give up his tax returns. That's brand new news there. We'll come right back. We're in the Element Well Studios. Duran Duran with the little girls on film. I didn't even know you could say girls on film anymore. It's <laughs> an in honor of Hunter Biden. Okay. Perfect, because that's what it's all about. We'll come in right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and goading needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Wednesday, showers in the forecast, partly sunny, high near 88. And a look to Thursday, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
22: four corner properties at four corner properties we take pride in making your buying and selling experience simple and stress-free with the foundation of our company being built on faith family and friendship you can put your trust in our team at four corner properties so whether you're looking for a new home or looking for that new hunting track give me a call on my cell at 662-528-2581 or at the office at 601-952-2828 sit back relax and let me do the work for you
4: The best made-to-order lunches right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
10: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3. Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with
0: Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome
1: back. Midday, super top Mississippi in the Element Well Studios. Okay, someone has corrected us. Rhino, an individual, was uh, arrested, charged with attempted murder on Kavanaugh. Sent us a couple of links to that. Okay, one person. I got to believe there were a lot more than one person. One person that called the cops on himself. That's right. I forgot about that.
3: Not a single arrest made in any of the protests outside the homes.
1: Right. And it is illegal to influence through intimidation and harassment. That's illegal a Supreme Court justice. That's pretty plain as day. That was happening. Even the neighbors, remember, were complaining about it. So I appreciate sending that link, and thanks for correcting me. I forgot there was one person, but... There was a whole lot more than one person. These guys were getting threats 24 hours a day. It's probably still getting them. Let's be honest about that. Let's be honest about that. I never asked her, but I bet Attorney General Lynn Fitch in Mississippi. What are the odds that she got death threats? I'd say it's pretty strong. Pretty likely. They're they're abortion zealots, honestly. Obsessed with it literally would kill people to protect that opportunity to kill babies. They would. Seriously. It's, you know, you can't have a civil, rational, reasonable debate about it. Because, oh, no, you you don't vote like I want you to, I'm going to kill you. Seriously. Uh, it really is incredible. But uh, anyhow, I appreciate that. Uh, sending that in, and so I stand corrected. one person, one person this individual also said that they feel that the reason they want Trump's tax returns is so they could find that he may be may have lied on his on his uh, applications for loans and had uh, fraudulently, it would be fraud, fraudulently reported um, on the value of his business interests, his assets, essentially, that he was using or that he was uh, yet using to substantiate or collateralize, secure those loans. Except the, the issue with that is banks don't loan money without extensive vetting, and um, analysis of assets to confirm value. And I I, re, I responded with that back to this this uh, listener, and they said, well, they, they don't. Banks don't approve loans based on internally generated financial statements produced by the applicant. I can assure you. You can't just say, oh, yeah, here's my QuickBooks financial statement, give me a loan. It ain't happening. And so this individual says, they do when you're dealing with real estate valuations and using those valuations to to determine your company's value for lines of credit. Wrong. They're going to order appraisals by third parties. Now, if you're suggesting that Donald Trump was bribing appraisers, especially for commercial real estate, that's a fairly complex endeavor. If you're suggesting that he influenced and... There's different thresholds that banks have when they're when they're uh loaning money that is secured by real estate. But it's usually not just one appraiser, you know, depending on the value of the property. So it's third parties. They don't you don't just say, well, I want you to loan me money. If think about your own experience buying a house, folks, getting a mortgage. You don't go to the mortgage lender and say, I need to borrow money for this, this home, and they say, okay, how much is it worth? Oh, I think it's worth $150,000. Okay, here's $150,000, or $130,000, whatever their loan to, to um, equity value may be. It doesn't work that way. You're going to pay for them to appraise your home, and they're going to order it with a third-party appraiser, typically of their choosing. Sometimes you'll get multiple appraisals depending on, the again, the value of the property. So, okay, I guess he could have inflated, Trump could, and uh, been disingenuous about the value of his properties from his perspective. That's why it's a pretty good system. That's why third parties come in. In the case of, of, a, of a business that, that's seeking capital, debt financing from a commercial bank, You don't show up, like I said, with your QuickBooks financial statements. You're going to need some accountants to have audited. Typically, it's audited. Maybe review. There are different levels of financial statement preparation. The CPAs out there, of course, know all this, but compiled, review, audit. Generally speaking, depending on the value of the loan or what the loan is for, you're you're going to have to provide some fully they call them fully audited financial statements. So, yeah, yeah, I know all about Letitia James. <laughs> he sent us a link to uh, the Attorney General, right, of um, New York.
3: Yeah, like that's not trying to score political brownie points.
1: That's all that was. Unbelievable. Mort- uh, the Godfather. I know this uh, individual is a friend. He says mortgage. He is in the mortgage business. Mortgage brokers like me have to order appraisals through a third-party appraisal management company. Of course. I mean, the, anybody that's ever been involved in buying a house understands that. Same as when you refinance, if you haven't done it, if it's been a while since you had a recent appraisal. Same as the case, by the way, when you're splitting up assets in a divorce. I mean, you could just go down the list of. All the situations where uh, third parties don't just take your word for it on what an asset's worth. There's all kinds of systems in place and industries in place, honestly, disciplines, that are ordered uh, from whomever's involved in the transaction on the other side to to vet all that. So I'm not going to go through all that crap. It's just crazy. Uh, what about Dodd-Frank? Not sure that's from Kyle. Well, not sure what you're talking about there specifically, Kyle. That was disastrous legislation, by the way. A good bit of it did get repealed, but that was an Obama-era um, le- piece of legislation that impacted the financial and the banking industry, honestly, to the point where the community banks just about couldn't loan money. I mean, it was ridiculous, onerous uh, legislation and and um, all sorts of of capital and reserve requirements and reporting requirements is ridiculous. Honestly, just about killed the dang uh, small banking industry. But nonetheless, looks like he's going to have to turn over his tax returns. We'll see where all that goes. All right. So that let's talk about the Senate races real quick. I said seven. I see is competitive. And here's kind of how I see that shaking out. The, the first and the top of the list, you have to put Pennsylvania. Senator Pat Toomey is an excellent senator, by the way. If you And it's certainly from an economic and a just common sense economic policy business perspective, Senator Pat Toomey, who is not seeking re-election, he's retiring, he is awesome. I, I've seen him speak, and I've seen him address um, economic Bills and legislation. He's just great. I hate to see him go. Honestly, well, unfortunately, we got Mehmet Oz, Doctor Mehmet Oz, that has won the uh, Republican primary and will face off with uh, John Fetterman, the Lieutenant Governor. He's a wacko too. Honestly, I don't. I don't see that going well. I, I honestly think, unfortunately, the Democrats, the way I see it, are going to win that. And I think Mehmet Oz scares a lot of people, and it's that. It's that kind of squishy, independent um, base that will make the difference here. Pennsylvania has turned out to be one of the most purple states of all, honestly. So we go down one there, if Oz does not win and Goofy Fetterman does. The other one is Georgia. You got – I'd put that number two. Of course, you got Raphael Warnock, who I think is a communist, honestly, is a racist. He's just a despicable senator. Remember, he beat Senator Kelly Loeffler in a really hotly contested race. But his opponent on the Republican side is Herschel Walker, and he's just not a good candidate. Good football player, just not a good candidate. By the way, get this, Rhino. Warnock, sitting on a war chest of 23 million, Walker's got seven. Like it or not, that has a whole lot to do with who wins. So I think that stays Democrat. Nevada is another one. Possibly could flip. I think it stays Democrat. Arizona, maybe. Jason, I know, writes a a lot about that. He lives out there. Senator Mark Kelly's up. I think it stays Democrat. Wisconsin is one I'm worried about. That's Republican. And, uh, of course, Ron Johnson's running again. I believe that stays Republican. New Hampshire, I believe that stays Democrat. North Carolina is another battleground. Hmm, be a tough one. Bottom line, I see it going 51 Democrat, 49 Republican after Election Day coming up here in about three months. We'll step aside for Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. We're in the Element Well Studios on Midday. Stay with us.
13: Hi, I'm David Frederick,
21: owner of Frederick's Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing X-Mark mowers here in Central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, X-Mark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what X-Mark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993.
23: With yours. I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. Yeah! Happening right now, Sheldon Timothy Harrington Jr. is appearing before a judge in Lafayette County for his bond hearing. Harrington is charged with first degree murder in the case of missing Ole Miss student Jimmy J. Lee. As the hearing goes on inside the courtroom, protesters outside the courthouse are demanding justice. Yeah! Jay Lee was last seen on July 7th, the body of the missing Ole Miss student has yet to be found. And the Alabama man who attempted to kill a police canine in Moss Point will now be facing additional charges after he attempted to escape jail on Monday. According to officials with the Pearl River County Jail, Richard McGuire cut a hole in a chain link fence during the inmates' daily outdoor time. McGuire was caught soon thereafter before he could make it too far. Join Sports Talk Mississippi
8: every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun and Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today.
0: There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. Accurate information, in-depth analysis, and clear insight, all in one place. The Gallo Radio Show with Paul Gallo. Mornings on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
10: All right, we are back.
0: On Supertalk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back to Middays. Live from the Element Wealth Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. Ed from New Hope on the C Spire text line, 601 879 4395. Ed says, No one has been charged with leaking the Roe v. Wade. I, I wasn't sure. Appreciate that, Ed. Uh, I thought that was the case. Uh, my wife evidently is uh, listening in. She said she sent a note. She's been kind of keeping up with this. She said there was a report that said they had narrowed it down to about 36 people from just under having 100 people uh, being uh, prospectively the leakers. Uh, Says that the report came out last week or the week before, but the problem with those 36 people is a lot of them are clerks and they're no longer with a court because their clerkship is for one year. Hmm. So if they're not working for the court, she just says I don't know how they're going to compel them to to turn over their phones and all that stuff. Yeah. May never know, I guess is the point there, huh? Gee, I hope not because that again I think is another um a, a, another situation that just smells like a banana republic. I mean it it certainly is uh something that strips The integrity of what should be an institution that does it better and cleaner than any others. Where there's just no question of integrity. Might not like what comes out of the courts, the decisions made. But the procedure, the process, the rules, those have got to be adhered to. Strictly, 100% of the time. Leaking is outrageous. Outrageous. When you think about it. And again, politically motivated uh, for sure. So, not good stuff. All right, some details just coming out. Little update on the situation at Mar a Lago. See if I can kind of break this down for you. But apparently, there was a meeting in June about some of these documents that it is thought are classified and, and belong uh, in the possession of the National Archives. And so there was a meeting, apparently, in June at Mar-a-Lago about turning these records over and getting them back. And Trump's attorneys, evidently, were present at the meeting. And the former president himself, apparently stopped by to say hello while this meeting was going on to those that were conducting the meeting. And this came a few months after the National Archives, assisted by the Justice Department, was able to get 15 boxes of documents from Mar-a-Lago back up to D.C. So if it's just a simple situation where he took documents that don't belong in his personal possession without any malicious intent, and we just got to get them back, and that was all occurring uh, through amicable conversation and, and discussion, I don't see any big deal. What they said, however, that the June meeting, this is what's being reported, was about getting additional documents, but the Justice Department and the FBI felt they weren't, quote, getting the same cooperation they had been receiving earlier in the probe, and this feeling of the lack of cooperation is what prompted them to pursue and, and obtain a search warrant and go further. Why that took 30 FBI agents still seems extreme and ridiculous. but. Anyhow, that's the that's the latest. That's the latest. Where's the outrage over Nancy Pelosi's taking her son to Taiwan in Southeast Asia on the taxpayer's dime so he can shore up his business dealings in the region? I, you know, I don't know. I I, I I've said before I don't have a particular problem with the speaker of the house visiting. A, um, a friendly nation, or any nation for that matter, uh, but certainly one that I would consider to be an ally. I don't know exactly what the purpose of it was uh, as far as the, how the American people benefit from it. If it's you know just to improve or enhance relations, bolster relations, okay. I'm not sure Nancy Pelosi is the Best ambassador for this country to do that. Um, I didn't know anything about his son, I I don't know, working on business deals and so forth. They got enough money, obviously, he can get on an airplane and head to Taiwan and, and cut his deals without hitching a ride with the Speaker. So I'm not really sure. Uh, Jason says, I wish we had better GOP candidates to run against Mark Kelly, same as Oz in uh, Pennsylvania. Kelly, of course, the sitting senator in uh, Arizona, appointed, and now running in earnest for election to the seat. I'm just not sure that uh, he's going to be defeated, even in Arizona. We'll see. How all that goes? Let's see. Kenny and Wayne County was talking about, I guess, Trump, right? Kenny and and his business dealings. Would that even matter unless he defaulted on the loan? It. I mean, I think the question is, okay, if he misrepresented the value of his assets in order to secure a loan, which I've just never seen happen. You just show up and say, yeah, I think my assets worth X. Okay, Mr. Trump, here's you a check. I. That that would absolutely be counter to anything I've ever seen in dealing with financial institutions, the investment community, for uh, over three decades. I'd never seen that. But, yeah, there, if he was in default and was a delinquent uh, or completely defaulted on the loan and the bank uh, repossessed the property... Under the terms of the loan, and the property turned out to be worth a whole lot less, but it just it doesn't happen. I mean they they're going to go through a process of collateralizing that sort of debt financing, and um, the gory details come in what they call securing and then perfect perfecting perfecting the loan with all of that supporting and substantiating information. It's just, it's just highly unlikely. Honestly, I don't know what they're after. Bottom line, if it's just because they think they're going to learn that he's not really worth as much as he says he is, and they're going to say, "Okay, Trump's a lying about his his net worth," I guess they think there might be some political value to that. So be it. I don't know that anybody cares. Honestly, What well, they care about the price of gas and, and the price of food and and uh, and thirty FBI agents acting in a rogue fashion. I think that's what people care about, in my view. I mean, I could go down the list. The poorest borders, the disaster in Afghanistan, poor national security and foreign policy, the woke military that's way behind in its recruiting goals. I think these are the things people care about. You said it earlier, Rhino, declaring parents as terrorists. And gosh, how many accounts of we shared of the nonsense going on in America's schools. Now we're on to gender ideology. I can't remember if I told you the story about the 80-year-old. I tell that yesterday? I can't remember. 80-year-old woman, Washington State, at the YMCA, swimming pool. Common for wives to operate swimming pool. Goes to the restroom, women's restroom. Who does she see? middle-aged male, in a swimsuit, a woman's swimsuit, gawking at the young girls changing their swimsuits And her. She goes and reports it. The CEO calls her, of the why, bans her.
3: Is this upside down or what? I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's the tail wagging
1: the dog. It's freaking upside down. She said, I'm 80. And, oh, she they just, they read her, the CEO read her the Right Act, right? Because she was discriminating against this transgender, self-ascribed, I don't know, maybe it was, had gone through the procedure, but that's why you can't take that stuff seriously. Too, too many, too many examples of this. Too many uh, cases where that gets abused. And it makes you wonder. Is it because of this, these perverse notions that um, some of these people have? But they, they banned her. 80-year-old woman. Simply because she brought to their attention that this insidious transgender person was gawking at young girls in a bathroom. I just can't get over it. Upside down. Unbelievable. We got a final segment coming up here on middays today. Is the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, flies us to the moon? We'll be right back.
24: That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Mazda of Jackson. That's right, school is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. Get super low 2.9% financing for 72 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And come see the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at mazdaofjackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. School is in session. So come get your deal now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com.
12: With group credit on like Model C for details.
4: ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net take it from scary gary if it can spill it's gonna ESI supply 601-933-4910 that's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net we believe you can't put a price on love
11: that's why we built a better way to buy a diamond juniker
10: jewelry mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the selection of diamonds diamond engagement rings and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores.
5: Beautiful,
11: affordable engagement rings she'll love. Complete with your center diamond starting at less than a thousand dollars. Case
10: after case of gorgeous rings. All priced $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 and up.
11: And with Junikers Flexible Financing you can give her a one carat diamond for as little as $84 a month with approved credit. We
10: have an engagement ring for every couple. I'm Rachel and I'm John Ravenstein. It does it doesn't matter who you are what your budget is or where you are in life if you're in love we have a diamond engagement ring for you
15: juniker jewelry mississippi's direct diamond importer 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and junikerjewelry.com
14: Join Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, August 21st for If I Leave Here Tomorrow, a film about Leonard Skynyrd and post-screening conversation by Paul Abraham. Come explore the backstory of this legendary Southern rock band, songs from the first six albums, and a focus on Ronnie Van Zant. Doors open at 2 p.m. and the documentary will begin at 2.30. To purchase tickets or learn more about upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
0: Since April
3: 1st, Blue Cross has excluded UMMC from its network, reducing convenient access to critical services that Blue Cross members rely on and potentially causing them to pay more or travel long distances for care. You deserve better access and more convenience from your health plan. Learn more about how you're impacted and what you can do to urge Blue Cross to restore
0: your access at UMMCCares.com.
1: Back in the Element Well Studios. We thank you so much for joining us today. Super Talk, Mississippi. So there have been lots of buzz about calling on Republicans to denounce this situation at Mar-a-Lago and uh, the FBI raid and issue statements. Minority Leader of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy from California did issue a statement late Monday, says, the, says, I've seen enough. The Department of Justice has reached an intolerable state of weaponized politicization. When Republicans take back the House, we will conduct immediate oversight of this department, follow the facts, and leave no stone unturned. Hmm. Attorney, yeah, That's pretty cool. Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar, McCarthy said. "That's I think it's a good statement. I like that. Uh, I haven't looked. I'm not sure if um, any of our delegation from Mississippi has issued any official statements at this point.
3: Have you seen anything? Oh, like yeah. That? There's been a statement released by uh, Mississippi's 3rd District Congressman Michael Guest, saying, quote, As a former prosecutor, I'm extremely troubled by the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. This administration has failed to secure our borders and to stop out-of-control violent crime and has instead targeted the former president with their law enforcement resources. The American people are questioning the motivation behind this unprecedented raid and will be calling for an immediate congressional inquiry into these actions to get answers. Okay. And then uh, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith put out a statement, quote, If the Biden Justice Department was comfortable setting a new precedent by raiding the home of a former president, then it should explain these actions quickly to the American people. Tell us what you were looking for and what you found. Otherwise, there should be congressional inquiries about this raid and why the Justice Department is using its resources on this when there are so many other problems facing the American people, including rampant violent crime. The DOJ and FBI risk further erosion of public trust and confidence if more people believe they are engaged in the selective, politically motivated application of our laws. There you go. Well, I appreciate uh, those statements. And then another one from Mississippi's first district congressman, Representative Trent Kelly. Quote, I'm troubled by the FBI raid on President Trump's personal residence at Mar-a-Lago. This administration has ignored the crisis at our borders and the out-of-control violent crime. Instead, they are focusing resources on former President Trump. This unprecedented raid is questionable at best, and I will be calling for an immediate congressional inquiry into these actions.
1: No doubt about it. I think those are all uh, properly drafted, and good, uh, good message there, good response. You know, we got to pray that the House goes into Republican hands, but see, here's, here's kind of the negative thing about this, think about how many cycles we've consumed. Just investigating. The whole time, Trump's president. It just seems like that's all the Democrats wanted to do, was investigate. And then when the House flipped, it really ramped up then. That's all they did.
3: I believe there's going to be a lot of attention paid to the magistrate that signed the warrant, especially considering his history with one Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a connection there and Tell us what that is.
3: Yeah, he was working for the state in the state of Florida on a case against Epstein, and then left his post and went to work for Epstein, and now he's a magistrate. Unbelievable. In simplest terms, it's a little bit more complicated, but yeah.
1: So it's another situation where we have someone in authority with power, a judge in the, within the justice realm that is uh, essentially taking hits for political gain. It's crazy when you think about it. Oh, gosh. It, um, all I can think about is the whole FBI ordeal with Trump, right? And the couple. Then the, the texts exchange between them. And the FBI, deep state. Trump, Trump said it. I mean, he exposed that. He's right about that. And it's when you politicize an institution, a government agency like that, and you've got essentially ideologues and political operatives. By the way, the IRS, I found this out last night, they have a union, workers union, 100% donate to Democrats. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, pay no attention to these 87,000 they're going to add to that union. I'm sure that... And don't you dare look at that map of where they actually audit people. Yeah. And it doesn't
3: look like there's a single person in New York State, Vermont, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Ohio. None of them get audited. But the Deep South audited to hell and back. That's
1: absolutely true. It's despicable. We are out of time here on middays. Have no fear, though. We're coming back in the studio again tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. A
0: Super Talk Mississippi (laughs) Media Production.